0: Welcome to the Meeple Syrup Show, where designers discuss design. We're on episode 92. Uh talking branding yourself and not uh, with an iron or something like that, because that would be painful. And I don't have good pain resistance. So, I don't know. Tiffany, do you have decent pain resistance?
1: I mean, I do. I have several tattoos, but branding is something that I've never, never wanted to do. I just, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, in, in general, That kind of where, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about you know how do you get your name out there? How do you um, like what? How do you put out a good vibe? How do you connect with uh, your audience with publishers? All that kind of stuff. How do you build some hype for your games? All that kind of fun stuff. Uh, we have a couple incredible guests that are knowledgeable on many things and we're going to pick their brains on this and and I'm sure we'll go off topic and talk about other wonderful things. Uh but uh before we go there I just got to ask Tiffany what games have you been playing recently? I know you I know you've Destiny. been streaming some stuff.
1: We have, but really behind the scenes of the streams we've been playing Star Wars Destiny.
0: Yeah. That seems, seems. like a lot of love is going on for that.
1: Yeah, it's really Solid. I think it's the first we when we first started dating. Steve and I were both into Netrunner separately, and um, but like we never got into Dice Masters because we didn't like the game and like, right. But this one we both really like, and I think it's a lot more digestible than Netrunner. So yeah, it's okay. really good. That's I like good.
0: It. I I've never really got that into Dice Masters, but I wanted to so. Maybe this will be my game. Maybe this will be my jam. Although I am afraid of being into something that's collectible. Like, yeah. I don't. I I don't know if I can afford that on on not only a financial level but on an emotional level.
1: Yeah, it's 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 definitely got the okay, one more boosters thing. Ah, uh, so yeah. <laughs>
0: beautiful beautiful all right well why don't without any further ado because we started late uh let's just jump right into our topic and see where it goes where the conversation goes but uh I would like to introduce our guest we have Amber Cook with Fantasy Flight and she's important there I don't know exactly how uh she'll tell us uh but it's like digital something I don't know there's words in her title that make it sound fancy so hi Amber
2: Hi, I'm. I'm actually not with Fantasy Flight. I'm with Asmodee Digital.
0: Oh, same. Actually,
2: different. It's a different thing. So I'm in Minnesota, and all our people are in Paris. So that's a different office than the Minnesota people.
0: You own. You guys own everyone, though. So it's like all. I should say (laughs) Asmodee. I should just say Asmodee, and I'll never be wrong. And then we also have Matt Fantastic. I think maybe coming us, yeah. I'm uh, showing him.
1: You have to unmute. Oh, yourself.
0: sorry, I, I steered you wrong. You have to press the mute button at the top.
1: Yeah. I, there we go. Here. Uh, there we
0: go. Hey. And and Matt is uh, many things that I will let him describe all his different ventures because he's involved in games in a million different ways and so Matt, where, where what are still you all involved? Also with? own nothing. You own a cafe. Uh,
3: Yeah, so the two biggest things I do are uh, I own Prettiest Princess Games and uh, Elm City Games, which is uh, Pretty's Princesses, where I publish all my stupid bullshit game nonsense and some of my weird stuff. Uh, Elm City Games is a gaming cafe in New Haven. And then uh, I do design for other people and random consulting. I do manufacturing stuff. Um, About to make a big announcement that I was hoping to be able to make uh, this week, but I don't think I'm gonna um, about some new uh, manufacturing stuff and then uh, mm-hmm. Another cool new publishing joint publishing venture Because my, my audio fucked up
0: it's it's coming in and out a little bit. It's coming in and out. I don't know why well, let's Let's jump let's jump to amber while you're uh, looking at chords <laughs> and maybe somehow m- sound will magically fix itself but uh, I do want to jump to Amber because I've had this conversation with you before and been part of kind of a larger conversation about uh, branding and the importance of uh, branding as a designer. And I'm curious, could you talk a little bit about why you think it's important that a designer focuses on branding themselves?
2: You know, I don't know that I think too much about how designers brand themselves. Um, I think about how publishers brand themselves a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I think about it visually because I I think I'm more of a visual person, so um, visual identity is really important to me and um, I think that's just because I really like to recognize and value the publishers where I can tell it's their game before I see their logo on the game. Um, I think that Days of Wonder always did a really good job with that, for example, like their games just, I knew that they were theirs. and. I don't know, I guess I just, just studied marketing for a long time and it always seemed really important to be able to recognize by the quality of somebody's uh, artwork and the quality of somebody's game. I felt like I knew what I was buying before I even opened the box. I could have trust in the quality of the product they were making, um, just knowing that it was coming from their company.
1: Yeah. That is, Days of Wonder is a great example of that. Um, Matt, well, so let's talk about, so Matt, your brand is like very well known, uh, like your personal brand. So how important is it, or how has it helped that your brand is like out
3: there? For me, it's
1: been
3: been both, really. Um, And can you guys hear me okay as I could?
1: It is, it just kind of goes like, it does a little in and out sometimes, but it's mostly good.
3: Okay, well, so my uh, my brand is, is a dumb extension of me just being me. Um, so I've been kind of like, pretend in the industry for a real long time. Um, and when I was just like volunteering and going to conventions uh, and hanging out, like, you know, I was just a weirdo. And uh, I would, you know, decided that I wanted to start wearing princess dresses to show, you know, dress, you know, just whatever, dressing up and being me and uh, volunteered and worked for people and kind of worked my way up in the industry and just kind of maintained. So it's been really interesting because I talk to people a lot about this that, that um, and grew very organically um, with who I am, and so I get away with all kinds of stuff that like basically no one else can. Um, it's just you know like that's the expectation is like oh yeah I saw Matt completely wasted at five a.m. Balance between a bunch of like strippers at the end. and, and it was like oh yeah okay totally like you I mean, still at the booth and like the job like you know so uh, it would be scandalous for other people our expectations for me <laughs> so um, you know it's definitely uh, helpful that in a uh, an industry like games there I think there is a lot of hegemony. Um, you know, uh, a lot of, lot of, uh, the, the, there's kind of a few exists in terms of how you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to act and how business is done and that I've just completely fucked up all up of. and it doesn't always help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was realizing I didn't, I think. I don't know if you're in the vlog this year for like the last convention, but every convention I go to, there's there's at least one Matt appearance, and usually at a bar. But I was like, ah, there's I don't know if there's a Matt at this year's S N appearance. But anyway, um, I'll have to fix that next con. Uh, Amber, so we mentioned briefly like where you work, but let's talk like about what you do, because I actually don't know what you do. Um, And it sounds like it might be very appropriate for this topic.
2: (laughs) Well, I think what I've done is more appropriate for this topic right now. um, Right now I'm working with Asmodee Digital on and helping to launch the new lineup of games. So they've got a pretty amazing lineup coming for 2017 of digital apps. So. we just released Cult Express and we've got Mysterium and potion explosion both coming in January and then we've got It coming in March so there's a whole big lineup and I'm mostly working on marketing there um, but in my past I especially with Looney Labs I did a lot of branding work um, Looney Labs is I think another example of a company that has a really strong identity in the industry and um, people see tie- dye and they think Looney Labs and if they're at, if they're at Gen con um, and I was really lucky that I got to work with Kristen and Andy there and they gave me a lot of freedom to just try doing a rebrand or just an update to their brand so um, we did a lot of that visually and just talked about how we wanted to be known they had called themselves that hippie game company for a long time and I think that has like mixed connotations for people and given that they were selling in Target and Barnes and Noble it was we kind of just went back and looked at like what do people hear when they when you say that tagline and um, how are we representing ourselves that way Um, how does how does our logo look when we say that hippie you know does it look dated or does it look fresh is I think when you have a visual presentation that's very strong you can say things that are a little bit more off the cuff and like they they get accepted uh, more easily Um, and like I think Matt's a great example of this I think Matt does a lot of crazy stuff at conventions and has a lot of fun and he like I mean like he asked if this was a family show before we came on because you know he like Matt's gonna curse and Matt's gonna be Matt and he's gonna do crazy stuff but I think anybody who knows Matt and gets to knows gets to know him pretty well knows that he shows up regularly for work and he does a really great job he can outsell pretty much anybody i've ever seen on a convention floor and so it's not like he's you know i think that really stands out and i think that contradiction um is part of his brand um and so yeah i mean i think about that kind of stuff i don't know what i do um (laughs) i do a lot of marketing work i do pr i do all kinds of stuff but i think about that kind of stuff a lot um I don't know if that's
0: helpful. No, that's great. That's yeah. exactly the kind of stuff we want to dig into here. So along those lines, Matt, what kind of advice would you give designers? I know like, because you actually you meet a lot of new designers at cons. You're very welcoming and inclusive. What kind of advice would you give to new designers as they're trying to break in and, and get to know people and network? And what kind of steps do they need to take uh, to break in to the board game industry?
3: So this is that's uh, interesting because I, I I talked about this at a, a thing before. Um, and there's like two layers to this that I think are, are really important. One is what I would say in terms of your personal brand, which I'll because that's more of the topic, so I'll talk about that more. But there's also just uh, I, I get a lot of advice to designers about like basically your stuff sucks. You Need to make stuff that doesn't suck, <laughs> and then like the and and what. The thing is that the 1% of those people that are like, you know what, fuck you, man, like, check this out. Does this suck, motherfucker? And then I'm like, well, actually it doesn't, good job. Like, way to be, like, glad <laughs> you push back on that. Like, fuck me, that's right. Like, you need to have that fire. You need to You need to sell what it is that you're doing. And, yeah. you know, what? over a thousand games came out just at Essen this year, right? Like, is not, no one cares, right? You have people like number who are, you know, managing incredibly expensive multimedia marketing campaigns to, to try to get people's attention, like shitty little, you know, it's Carcassonne, but like is not, is not gonna grab grab that market share, grab that attention. And uh, about getting that attention and making something, you know, part of that is making something good. But a lot of what's going on in games right now leads into this personal brand thing um, which I think it's publisher brand is, 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 is like Amber said, is, is a bigger deal, um, in general, but this is really important for self publishing, right? Um, you need to stand out, right? You're never going to do a bigger buy than day at Essen, like, you know, Pegasus or something, you know, like you're, you're, you're just not. And so if you're like an up and coming indie, like you need to be doing something that gets people's attention. Um, there's a whole bunch of different directions that can be. It can be visual presentation. It can be uh, theming. It can be mechanic. It can be you know. It can be just your strength of personality, like hustling a booth dressed up in some silly outfit. Um, there are these guys that I remember uh, from last year at Essen. They were they had some. It was like this plastic cheeseburger game, and and it was just these these like super high energy, ridiculous short order cooks running around with these plastic cheeseburgers. And about the game, I think it was okay. But it was just like, okay, cool. Like at, so many people at the show saw that. So many people noticed that. So many, you had your chance. You know, that's the biggest thing that you're you're really trying to do is get your chance, because there's so much noise. I mean, that's part of it is that there's there's a million uh, cool things going on in addition to all the garbage. Like I don't have enough time to play all the cool stuff that I want to, you know. Like I played Destiny once, and I'm not going to get into it because I just don't have time
0: to. Right, there's, yeah. there's so much cool stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I was just I actually going to throw it over to Amber. I'm curious then, out of that volume, how how do you, how do you things stand out? Like how are, how are companies going to rise to that? How are designers going to kind of respond to this oversaturated market?
2: I think it's really important that the quality is always there because without the quality being there, it's really difficult for, um, that's, I think that's what people focus on if it's not working well. But if your game's working well and then you can add some sort of stick to like what you do and that helps unify what your product line is, um, as a designer or as a publisher I think it's super helpful. So I think uh, you know I think Plaid Hat is a company that did that really well. I mean I knew who they were even though I never played any of their games just because they had plaid hats and like they said that and I knew they were doing good marketing because they had the podcast. I didn't listen to it they were, (laughs) but I knew that it was a thing that was happening and um, you know I think a company like blue orange is has a similar sort of brand recognition um, when they do something you expect it to be pretty good quality they you know you know it's going to be family friendly you know if you're looking for a party or a game to take to your like you know family holiday party or something and you get something from them your the little kids there are going to play it with you um, so I, I think having some sort of consistent message that comes across and you just have to figure out the best way to communicate that for some deeper stuff i think having podcasts and going out there and getting your name out makes sense but you really have to think about how you're how you're presenting yourself and um and i think you know i think ffg does that really well i I knew who they were and i recognized their games through visual um packaging and also because they were like more strategic than most of the games that i was playing i knew that asmodee before the buy-in like you know before they bought everybody um I knew that like the games that were being distributed from um, Asmodee into the North, North America were all pretty good European games. They were all pretty much games I was gonna like. Um, and I don't really know what that is. I think you just get a feeling for it. Um, you know that you've played a couple of games that are this weight, and they always have this quality of graphics, and they always have this sort of um, quality of mechanics. And then I think you just need to get that out there. I think. Um, it's it's difficult to say because I think it takes a lot of time I think we spent four or five months when I was at Looney Labs just reworking the logo and figuring out how to visually present that across all of our different games and in all of these different situations like uh, conventions and social media um, on video and it's really difficult it's it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of people's attention um, I think Matt has like knows it internally which is why people like I think Matt just kind of does it um, and is a really good example of people who know that kind of thing, I don't know, innately. Um, and I think asking other people what they think about the way you present yourself or the way you present your games um, is is helpful, and especially if you're willing to listen. And I think that, that goes for the mechanics of your games, the quality of your games, and also your brand. Um, there's one other person I think does a really good job of this, Eric Lang. I'll play anything that he brings to me because he's a great designer, but also I think he has a good brand in the industry of just being like a good human, <laughs> like you know being very approachable, being very friendly, um, wanting to make the industry better, and I think aside from the his the actual mechanics of his game, he brings that brand to the industry of just being a positive influence, and I think you can do that sort of thing and figure out what your what part of the industry you want to help, or um, you know what you really want to what you think you can add value um, to. And and just make make sure you do that in every product that you produce. Consistency, super. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So Matt, to flip it back to you to talk about um, personal brands as a designer and what people can what people can do as themselves. What advice or recommendations would you give somebody that? So your brand is built on you, and you are very extrovert and you're out there and like people can see you a mile off because you have a very distinct look but what if somebody is not as outgoing or visually like what if somebody's a bit more nervous or something like that what are some things that that you recommend that they can do to help build that brand and presence for themselves
3: I mean I think there's two, there's two layers that you're working at uh, Is my audio better by the way A little bit. I think there's two there's two layers that you're kind of working at. One is uh, professional, and one is uh, sort of more public facing. Um, And I think professionally, the the biggest thing, and this is something I I mentioned at Amher, is is it my reputation, character, but also, um, you know, showing up to work. Uh, I might have stayed out all night and run a 5K on my way into the booth. At that booth, and I'm selling, and I'm, I'm making moves, and I'm, I'm you know things are happening. Um, so I think professionally, no matter what, you know, Eric, another person who you know you, he gets he gets given something or he does a design, he works it, he does it. Any publisher that signs on with him knows that they're getting uh, work, but also the support, the continued support. You know, like whatever whatever it is, he's going to go out and tell people about the game. He's, you know, working with him, you know, something's going to happen. Um, so so professionally. I mean, I think, as, this is the advice that I get to literally everyone that is interested at all in the industry. It, you gotta hustle up, go to some shows. Like, if you're not that serious, don't go. But if you, if you want to make a career, go to shows. There is definitely someone you can volunteer for. You know, maybe get involved in some of the Facebook stuff. Um, you know, there's plenty of ways to kind of vaguely get to know people and just kind of figure out who people are in the industry. And and then volunteer for companies in booths. Never ever um, learn more or get more connected. It's really like bouncing stuff around. There's like a whole bunch of
0: yeah.
3: Sorry, that was me. I moved.
1: I'm
3: sorry. Um, I was really sure it wasn't me. Um, yeah, volunteer for companies. Go work booths because a that you're gonna you're gonna get better at selling. You're gonna get better at being more of a personality. You're gonna get better at Having to deal with the fact that you are going to be client facing, like if you don't want client facing, like you're going to have a much harder time. If you don't want to build a personality, you're going to have a much harder time. Mm. You know, there there are a handful of individuals who are just brilliant, prolific geniuses, uh, but by and large, still very personality driven. Uh, there are a lot of people who know about, uh, especially when hobby, people know about who. Uh, design this, people follow designers, people pay attention to that, people know, hey, that guy was really cool at this convention, or hey, that guy was kind of a dick, or I have never even seen that guy, he's like some total mystery, um, you know, and and you need to be out there, you need to get comfortable with that, so volunteering at booths, you learn how to demo, you learn how to pitch, you learn how to sell, you learn how to close, you, you get to see so much of what other people are doing in that space, you get to from people that are working their own booths that have been doing this for forever and doing really well and you get to make those connections because if you go in there you work hard then that publisher is gonna see you working hard and other publishers that are friends with them are gonna come by the booth and they're gonna see you and you're gonna be like you're in the industry even if you're just like a random volunteer if you if you are cool just uh, you know like it just it comes to you you know like I, I meet volunteers all the time and I'm like you know, this girl's super cool this is awesome like let me tell my other friend when they're looking for volunteers you know like I, you know let like me let me do this let me do that you, you need to be the kind of person that uh, people want to help um, and the best way to do that is by being helpful and and just putting yourself out there and wanting other people to succeed and when you help other people people are like hey like that' was pretty cool like you know, like when the opportunity presents itself, maybe I can help you. And you know, it's not like a, a tip for like keeping track kind of thing, but when you put out that positive energy people and you're being helpful and hey, do you need help moving those boxes? I know my shift's over, like, but like whatever, um, that's just the most incredible way to, to sell yourself because you're showing what you are.
1: Yeah. And it's huge, especially at a convention, um having the physical presence and just being super helpful. But so Amber, we have a question from the YouTube, uh, community, just the chat and it's from Dustin Schwartz and it's any tips on branding when you're not a corporate entity? Um, and Matt's talked about it in a little bit, but I would like to twist that question and basically do you have any tips for somebody on branding when they're not a corporate entity and maybe they can't go to conventions?
2: So stuff oh. that they can do. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that I I never meet but whose stuff I follow on social media. And I think, especially if you're not a person who's very outgoing, um, it makes sense to start your base sort of in a medium where you're comfortable. So if that's just designing a bunch of games, that first and then try and get them out there um, and people will see the quality of what you're making. Um, And I think if it's something that's more like commentary or reviews, you know, I, th- I think you can still develop like a little logo, and you can still talk to people who um, understand what you're trying to do, and brainstorm with them ways to have a different, different content on social media. There's really great resources online because there's so many people selling social media tools. I mean, you can just go to Hootsuite or like Icona Square or anything like that. Um, you know, and they'll tell you how to do social media. It's I, I didn't go to school to do that. I just You just learn how to do it after seeing what people start liking and what they don't like. Um, And I think you can do that pretty consistently and just try to put up a post a couple times a week and start interesting conversations, join the board game hour. Um, reply to people who are asking questions on Twitter and I think if you just keep doing that you end up becoming part of the industry board game geeks a really good place to do that too um, especially if you're not going to be a jerk and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I you know I, I do think it's important to go to shows if you can because I think when you meet somebody in person it really changes they become a much more real I don't know, interacting with people over social media has its problems, and not everybody's super nice. Um, but when you meet people in person, I've, I rarely have problems with these shows um, with people being as rude as they are on the internet. Um, and so I think it's really nice to see the human side of the industry and just play games with people that you don't even know and realize that they're actually pretty fun. And even if you have disagreements about the way you might um, present yourself online, uh, they're, they're generally pretty good people.
3: So I'm just gonna jump in for a sec um, to, to uh, well not, I don't even wanna argue. it. Uh, I think Tiffany said, you know, what about people that can't get to conventions? And my answer is then you don't actually give a shit about being in the industry. And, like that's totally cool. I think it's super important for you to prioritize the things in your life. And if this is a fun hobby and you wanna do that, that's great. But you shouldn't be paying attention for how to be a professional in the industry. You should be asking how do I do fun hobby stuff? Do I hand and this and that, this is sideline, that's great. How do you do that? not saying don't do that, but if you actually want a career in the news, do you want to be a professional? You know, like get your shit together, spend a few hundred dollars and go to a fucking convention and, and meet people and do work. Like, you know, how much do you spend on college? How much do you spend on per credit? Like this is, if you actually want a career, you need to, you need to get your shit together and go do this. A job's not going to fall in your lap. You know, Absolutely. All, all, these, all these people that have these jobs, these careers, they, they didn't get it just by fucking off on Facebook and, and asking questions, you know, on, on podcasts. You know, go do work. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I, I actually absolutely agree, and and I was given the advice from Eric Lang, who's already been mentioned, as you got to go to shows. You just, mm-hmm. you literally, you got to go to shows. You wanna, you wanna connect with people, like like Matt saying, you just, if you're if you're serious about it, you you gotta somehow get yourself there, and if that means, you know, working at a booth or whatever way you got to do it, just you got to be in the right place at the right time. So, a hundred percent agree. Uh, I wanna I want to jump back. Uh, to amber with another question from from uh, youtube uh, this one's from chris uh schreiber and uh he's asking a question that i think is really relevant to you because i i follow um and uh, the, the 100 project so maybe you can talk a little bit about that as well as part of this question but what is the role of a strong website in game branding and it feels like it's not as big a deal in the gaming industry do you think that's going to change over time
2: uh yeah i I mean if you don't have this is similar to what matt said i mean i think there's so many people coming into the industry right now because there's this big bubble or boom or whatever
0: we just lost amber she was mid genius thought oh and she's
2: coming back tagging back in sorry you're in Okay, Uh, so I think there's a lot of people that are coming into the industry and they don't actually want to be professionals in the industry. They just want to be engaged consumers, and I think there's a lot of room for people who are hobbyists to do that, and I think that's fine, Um, but if you actually do want to be professional with your reviews or whatever it is that you're doing, you have to have a website just like you have to go to conventions, like Matt was saying. Um, It's just an investment you have to make. Um, I mean. I, I have a really basic website because I was doing consulting for the last year before I started with asthma Day um, and I just was that was just a fun project for me because I realized i wasn 't playing very many games, um, but I also know that i 'm a person in the industry who does marketing professionally so i couldn 't put up like a terrible website that would be bad <laughs> um, and so I had somebody make a really simple logo for me um, and because she had done a couple projects with me, she did a really nice job and um, and then I just used it as an excuse to be able to play games and talk about them online because I was only talking about the games that I was working on and that that gets limiting after a while. you want to real I mean you realize that everybody else is making amazing things too, and you want to play and um, talk about it. So I just used a, the website as sort of a home base and right now I, I don't think I've put a blog post up since like July maybe. Um, and but I post on Instagram all the time, so I just put a You can go into Squarespace, and for 10 bucks a year, I think, you can have, or 10 bucks a month, I don't know what it is, but you can put a, you can even have your Instagram feed just be your homepage of your website, which is what I did, just so it would have active content on there. Um, So even if I wasn't blogging, I at least had something going up there that shows that I'm currently active in the gaming community, and it's really easy to do that. I don't know how to code really very well, and um, yeah, I did that by myself, so if I can do it, through help guidelines I'm sure you can too and I do think it's super important. Um, I don't understand people who don't have websites if they're really trying to make a career of something.
0: For sure. Uh, jump, jumping back to Matt here, uh, I, I'm curious if you talk a, a, a little bit about uh, all the relationships as you're forming them with different publishers. How do you continue um, kind of uh, networking or connecting with publishers? What are some tips that you would give people when it comes to uh just keeping the communication lines open and 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 touching base any any tips or suggestions for people
3: i mean i think i think a lot of this is you know i'm going to give you tips and stuff but ultimately this is hopefully just helping you the for, for, for people the way that they think about the, it themselves uh the the, the the a lot of this comes from how much do you want it you know I mean, we both me and Amber building on this is is, you know, if if you dedicate just want to be an engaged part of that community, you just you just are. So like I don't I don't like wake up in the morning and say, ooh, let me, let me like check, you know, Daryl's Facebook page and then let me, you know, see what Amber's up to and let me, oh, I better better send a send a, a funny, funny comment on, you know, Eric Lang's uh, you know, photo. Uh, you know, it's just these are things that just naturally happen. Um, you know, some of it, I guess I cheat a little bit because at this point, a lot of these people are, are my friends and stuff, but even just in some of these more public forums like BGG, um, some of the Facebook groups. And I, I, I'm i there whether or not I'm, I'm doing, you know, professionally or not, like I'm in there and I'm because I'm interested. I want to see what people are talking about. I want to get involved in these conversations. Um, you know, I get I get involved in, in a bunch of stuff that I probably <laughs> it's, it is game related, but it's probably a huge waste of time in my life, uh, you know, arguing with people about this and that and, and you know, talking about things, it, you know, a lot of it just comes from, you know, this is this, you kind of live and breathe what your career is uh, if you're in games, you know, like it's, it's my every day, it's what I do, you know, I wake up, I talk about games with my friends, I spend the afternoon talking about games this weekend, uh, really, oh, uh, could. could Well, I could tell everyone very clearly that uh, I spent a lot of time with Ross and a bunch of time with uh, Nate, Um, you know, Ross from uh, U.S. and Nate from IW, not to name drop, whatever, but like we literally spent hours and hours just talking about industry stuff and talking about games and talking about what we thought was cool. And that was what we did when we were just friends hanging out and drinking beers was we weren't talking about whatever else we were like well games like that's what's cool this is what we're interested in this is this is what excites us this is in my free time what i want to be doing um so a lot of it's really just thinking about what it is that you want out of life like, i really like what amber said uh, as a phrase is uh, uh was highly engaged consumers um but uh but it's like it, a lot of people that think they want to be in the industry just really want to be like kind uh, of Cool insider, like you know, VIP club consumers. You don't actually want to like actually want to. You don't live and breathe games. You have other stuff that you're interested in. Uh, my entire life pretty much revolves around games, and you know, for good or bad, it just kind of happens. Can I jump in there, guys?
2: Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. I- um, I was just gonna say, like since I've switched over to digital, that happened in October and I'm still in all these board game groups. And my boss said to me one day when he was visiting, he was he was like, you know, you're in tech now, you don't work in board games anymore. And I was mm. <laughs> and so it's really it's a funny thing, like I because I really don't have to be pushing anything in a board game community anymore. I have to think about more casual gamers and just different audiences. I mean, obviously there's overlap because it's board game themed apps, uh, board game conversions, but I don't need to be in like the groups where I'm talking to retailers about policies for sales or anything like that. And I'm still there and I'm still engaged in conversation because I really care about the industry being, I don't know, being being productive and staying um, as healthy as it is right now and growing. and. It's really hard to walk away from that. I think you either care enough to be in there and like help other people's businesses grow as well um, and help other designers get better and help, you know, I mean, game designers do all this all the time, play testing for other people and giving design feedback for free. I'm sure you're not getting paid doing consulting work for most, you know, game designers that are, you know, just starting to get published. Um, so I think, you know, doing that is how you build a lot of these relationships and you you start you start having a presence there and I, I do think that has a lot to do with building your brand how you conduct yourself in all those spaces
1: yeah well and it's one of those things where somebody there was some something that happened at BGG and somebody was like how, do people not realize that everyone in the industry talks to everyone else um, and I think that's a that's one thing that some people miss on a lot and Matt you were saying like when you you just hang out and you live and you breathe games. So it's, um, sorry, the dogs just came home and totally ruined my train of thought. Um, but when you are, what, basically I'm trying to figure out if there's the convention on season and there's convention off season and there's Facebook groups and there's BGG and stuff like that, but what other things can people do to engage and help build their brand um, that isn't maybe um, i don't know i 'm wondering if there 's a solution for somebody that isn 't crazy extrovert and willing to just put themselves out there a lot. Is there places that they can go and help and and be engaged with companies but maybe more privately than publicly and build I think most their brand of the
2: game designers are doing it privately i mean i don 't think that most of the game designers are doing it in front of consumers consciously um, I think some of them do, but I think there's a lot of times when until somebody like I don't I don't remember I didn't meet Eric until a couple of years ago, and At that point I feel like everybody already knew who Eric was and I was like I don't know who Eric is (laughs) and I had been in the industry for a long time But I just we just hadn't crossed paths and I think that I I mean I've started making a more conscious effort to introduce myself to different people who do things that are very different than what I do in the industry so game designers um, because I think a lot of times different departments of different companies don't talk to each other, like marketing doesn't talk to game design. And so uh, it's, it's especially in bigger companies. And so I really try to give like art direction feedback on games when they're at early stages or theme feedback um, about, because I, I have some like knowledge on who's buying stuff at No!
0: Oh, <laughs> such good stuff. Oh, okay. Oh man! This is her hotel. Tech- her this hotel's my This technical stuff is so annoying. All right. <laughs> You're back in. You're back in. Terrible. I'm sorry. You were were in a great flow. So if you can remember where you were. Yeah,
2: I was just talking about, like, you know, I think you don't have to be super extroverted. You don't have to do this in front of everybody. You can go and play games at a prototyping convention and just give feedback there and get to know people on a real human level and not just be blasting stuff all. I barely go on Board Game Geek um, for... Contributing. I mostly go on to read what other people have to say or consume articles by people. Um, And I'm not a big personality on Twitter. Like, I don't, that's not natural to me. Like, I talk to people that I know. um, And I'm relatively extroverted. So, if I was more introverted, I don't know how I would do anything in this business. It's really hard to put yourself out there, I think. Um, So, I think if you just connect with real people and and bring what your knowledge set is to the table and then then you end up knowing people and being able to be a part of the community. Um, So I don't think it, I think it's important to be at conventions because you learn a lot at conventions. It's important to engage in all these places and to have your website and make it so if somebody's looking for you, they can find you. But um, I don't think that you have to be a huge extrovert. I think if you decide you want to be a famous, then you better be an extrovert. <laughs> like, if you want to be, like, nerd famous. Nice. Um, if you want to be Will Wheaton, then you better be extroverted. But, you know, that's well, not me.
0: I hear that. Um, I have an, a question that I was going to ask Matt, but I'm going to obviously ask Amber while we still have you here because we just seem to be, like, having, like... I know. ...technical Russian roulette. Um, but uh, I, I was curious, uh, what's your your thoughts on uh, designers if they strategically aim for working with certain publishers or certain um, brands, should they be aiming to work with someone small and grow up with them? Should they be aiming to land with someone big? Like, what What are some career path suggestions or tips along the way that you think designers should chase after? I realize you're not a designer but <laughs> from someone looking and watching think, and giving think- some consulting, I think you can talk into this.
2: Sure, yeah. I think it's important to work with people who care about what you're making um, more than anything else. And I, I mean, I would go for a bigger company, but I think we've seen so many amazing little companies that just got started suddenly blossom into, you know, players in the industry. I wouldn't exclude anything. I mean, unless you really just felt like they weren't presenting themselves properly or weren't, um, weren't being professional, like, in whatever way you... Define professional Um, if you felt like they weren't going to have the pool to to you know do a print run of 10,000 or 35,000 units if the if the time came for that um, I wouldn't work with them, but if you feel like they could scale up and and they're good business people because I think that's Most game designers are sort of more creative and so you really need to add that business angle to um, to round out your abilities so that's I mean that's what I'd be going for but if they if they're passionate about what you're making, then they're probably going to work harder on it.
0: Absolutely, no, I love that. Uh, so uh, while we have Matt back, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to attempt a question with you. Uh, I mean, I know from my experience running around pitching from publisher to publisher, one of the people I'm always seeing and coming up to a meeting with is after you. So like, I feel like you're one of the the hardest working, like hustling, working pitches and stuff like that. And I'm curious, can you talk a little bit about uh, giving some advice on how you make that happen? I mean, some people don't know anyone, so I'm, I'm sure for you, you know some people, but what are some tips on like contacting ahead of time or like what, what are some realistic ways to prepare for a pitch? All that kind of stuff, because I think you have a lot of the kind of wisdom in that experience that you have. Can you talk into that, Matt? Maybe. He
1: looks
0: frozen. He does look frozen. He's he's either
1: very intent.
0: (laughs) The charge up, the anticipation is incredible. Uh, I thought there was some sound, so I stopped talking for a minute there. Alright, well, we'll leave that question uh, for Matt when he comes back, and we'll jump back to Amber and keep uh, hammering her with questions while she...
2: On journey. Journey. Into it? I feel like we're getting this
0: really cool tour happening right now. You are. Uh,
2: well, where are you? Welcome to Bakersfield, California. Can oh. you guys hear
3: yeah. now? Is that better? Yes,
0: yeah. we can hear you, Matt.
3: Cut my video out for a sec. Let's try that. Fucking Let's hear that now.
2: sounds so much better. That but. sounds
0: so good. Let's hear you, man. Did
3: you hear right, my question so at all? I did hear I did hear your question about hustling. Yeah. Um, there's just an innate need to Possible is 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 really all There is is to that to some degree. Of it is very important to know the industry and know what it is, or 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 it. and then like I'm actually uh, I've done a lot more development stuff than, than design. It's only in the last uh, little bit here that I've been really pushing myself as a uh, more of a serious designer or trying to get more published, I guess rather. Um, so i of a grain of salt, but uh, actually I've seen it from the other side a lot, a lot more. You have people that come up and they just have no idea. Uh, the industry is like in general what anyone's specific, uh, specific publishers' business is and what they kind of do, um, you know, like, hey, do you want to publish my game? You know? And, and no. Uh, so, so part of that is the way that you present yourself, having this solid elevator pitch, uh, having a- explain what it is that makes your game, you know, special and interesting. But beyond that, I think it's really, really who you're approaching and why your game is a good Um, As much as we all want to be artists and love games and, and all that, uh, at the end of the day, it's a business, it's an industry. Publishers need to make money um, for the most part. They need to have games that work with the games they're selling to the market that they know how to sell to. Uh, and so when you, go, when you go talk to somebody, right how many people would come to say hey do you guys want to publish this and it's just like well no because we only publish Andy's games so so if you if these basic things actually works what people are looking for you know are you going to go to uh, gmt and pitch them party game like no all right uh, 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 so you need to be able to articulate Here's what makes it cool. Here's why it works for you because it either adds to your to your line, and you should do this.
0: Totally. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to some sorry, of, our sorry to some of our guests that are watching. Uh, but um, we are getting a lot of audio issues, especially with with Matt. So we're gonna we're gonna jump. Uh, Tiffany, you have a question for Amber.
1: Yeah, uh, where is that hotel? No, um, the, the Gil was saying that your hotel was was very nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so talking about, I kind of want to, there's so many great stuff that, that you've brought up and that Matt has brought up in regards to different types of branding. Um, and so I kind of want to, I don't know, I wanna try and focus it a little bit just in like, so we've talked about having a website and we've talked about um, engaging in volunteering at conventions and we've talked about just having consistent content being out even if it's just a repost of Instagram. What about like how important is it to engage in like a local community because we have a lot of people that talk about doing like play test sessions or going to local game stores and going to local conventions and that's often a question that they have how important do you feel is it to find or build a community locally especially if like they can't travel or something yeah i
2: think it's really interesting like well first i want to i want to just talk about what matt was saying um Oh, yeah, yeah. He was just talking about awareness of who you're pitching to and understanding what their brands are and whether or not they're in conflict with yours um, and I think that that's something that is really important, having worked for a bunch of publishers and having to say no, we're not accepting game design submissions or we are calendars planned out for the next three years um, it's i would I think that there's a really good um, I think there's a strong need for a community of game designers because they can help each other with that sort of thing. As an individual trying to um, do pitches, so you're basically doing sales, you're doing creative, and you're maybe trying to do marketing because you're trying to build a brand, but then also having all the business knowledge of here's what companies take submissions, and here's which companies um, don't take submissions. Here's what kind of submissions they're looking for. Um, Here's where the market is growing. Here's where there's a need for this type of game. For example, like some, you know, when we meet with Target, they might say, we really need more family games but the party game space is super crowded. We don't need any more party games. So um, I don't know how often that goes from the people who are hearing that at Target, like salespeople from publishers, back to designers. I, don't, I mean, does that ever happen? I don't think so. Um, but it could be super useful. So if I were a designer trying to figure all this stuff out, I would be talking to people who, I would be building a relationship with a publisher who is gonna give you that kind of information and who's professional enough to be like, to be able to come back from an annual meeting or quarterly meeting with a big box store and be like, hey, this is the kind of thing that there's really a need for. So if you have something that you've been working on for years and it's worth pulling off the shelf and trying to brush off and and see if you can polish it up, like maybe that's a thing. Um, I can also see that there's, um, there could be a good use for having a little mini almost like a little mini trade organization where somebody keeps a google doc that 's like here 's what publishers are ta- are showing up to um, i don 't remember what the speed dating things is what they 're called I think they do that at a lot of conventions um, and you know just figuring out who 's actually taking submissions, what do they want. Just figuring out the fact that you need to show up with a sell sheet and you don't need to focus a lot on art or saying, hey, I've got a subscription to the Noun Project and that's a really good way to like, put some icons on your stuff and stop searching the internet for art constantly when your game may never get made. Um, I, I, just, I think that stuff like that is really good feedback, so I think it's important to have a community for those reasons. I don't necessarily think that it's important to have a community for branding reasons. Um, unless it's going to be really strong i do think there's a bunch of canadians up there that uh seem to be doing a good job of getting themselves known and uh and like also uh promoting each other and working together so i think there they've done a good job of i don't know what i think there's like a canadian designer guild or something like that um i don't know what it is but i know i know of it which i think says that there's some brand there and um i really like that uh it makes me feel like they've all helped each other and they're all really trying to improve. Um, so I, I tend to take them more seriously, especially if like Daryl's like, hey, you should really look at Chris's project or, you know, look at Sen's project that he's working on. I, I would do that. Um, even though I don't really take game submissions, I might like say, hey, well, this publisher seems like a good fit for that. Um, so I don't know if that's branding. I think that's more functional, but there's some, I think there's some merit to it. I think with branding, it's more like, Think about what's important to you. Do all of your games have zombies in them? Do all of your games have like co-op? Are all of your games co-op? Like what is your brand as a designer? Like what are the things that make you you? And really try and work on writing those out. It's, it's like one of the most difficult things you can do for yourself. So getting other people who care about you involved is really helpful. Um, we did that for Looney Labs and we came up with like brand pillars and it was really an interesting exercise. Um, we brought somebody in to help for a day and um, she basically, wrote up, here's what your brand pillars are for the company, and here's what what different um, channels you should present them on. So for example, we're not going to be talking about how much we love artwork and some of the artists we work with on Twitter, but we will do that on Instagram. Um, so that's an appropriate channel for showing off that brand pillar, and I think it's worth anybody kind of learning a little bit about that because it's going to help you understand where the marketing side of the publishing company is coming from when they are giving you feedback about your game or wanting to make edits um, to your game um, or deciding where to place it and, you know, team to place it. So um, I don't know if that's Uh, helpful.
0: Super helpful. Oh, I love this stuff. I wish... I... We're gonna have to have a whole other episode where we actually have technical difficulties <laughs> taken care of, where we can hear half of the amazing things that Matt's saying, that we can dive deeper into some of these things that you're just touching on, Amber. Because I think I think there is a lot uh, a lot that we need to cross pollinate and learn from each other, so that we can actually yeah. understand um, the 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 game industry better, and then that that's gonna re Designers on how to make products and games that that fit the industry and so that people are going to achieve success because they're They're uh, really tuned in to what everyone's looking for and they're asking the right questions when they're evaluating their designs.
2: So Kristen Looney taught me this thing called, uh, like I had never heard anybody say this before, um, guerrilla marketing. And I think like Matt is a great example of guerrilla marketing. Uh, it's like kind of just like going out and like, I, I don't know what the exact definition of it is, but my sense of it is like, it's the kind of person who goes and like, You see that there's an Adventure Time presentation at San Diego Comic-Con, so you hand everybody in line an Adventure Time Flux promo card. And Kristen is really, really good at doing that. And I think that's how um, it's just sort of in her nature to do that sort of thing. So I learned a lot from her working with her. And and I think it's the kind of thing that Matt's also really good at. He's good at just kind of like... He, he's not introverted. He just goes out and puts himself out there, and he's like, hey, you're really going to love this. I'm so confident you're going to love this. Just come play with me. And that kind of thing is really different than the way that I think about marketing and branding, but it's super valuable, and I think for people who don't have a huge budget or a big staff behind them, so.
0: Yeah, we just lost we we just just Amber, but that's all right. I'm going to pass the ball to Matt. Let's see. What do you have on Gorilla Marketing?
3: For me, it, I came up in uh, like stock and uh, I played in bands and did a label, and uh, a lot of this has now become sort of marketing with stuff that we were all doing. Um, kids trying to make, get our name out there, trying to make moves, trying to do stuff. Bunch of you know, being out there and hustling, figure out what it is, uh, make the moves that you uh, and and figure out interesting ways to do it. You know, you got to get noticed. Um, but it's got the big thing here is that it needs to be authentic, um, especially in the case of real marketing kind of stuff, which I don't really love as a term. But um, you know, it can't be forced. It, uh, people see through that bullshit. It needs to be authentic representation of who you who you are and what you're trying to do um, Outside the box of how you can do that in, in more interesting and engaging ways
1: Yeah Exploring different and, and yeah, it was tough to hear on most of those but I think um, if You can't hear it and you're not watching live go back and turn the volume up because he had some really great stuff in that all of Matt's stuff has been good. Um, so Amber, I'm gonna do, we've had so many great points. And so for the last question for you, basically, like we've talked about so many different things that you can do. And um, can you just imagine that somebody is watching the show and they're like, they're, they're having a ah oh, moment because they haven't realized any of this so far. <laughs> what is like the one, Basically next step, like what would be the most important thing that you think that somebody that wants to start building their brand and getting their name out there and starting to do that, what is the one thing that they should do
2: like today?
1: Or start doing today, I should say.
2: Yeah. Uh I guess I would say just figure out what really matters to you and make sure that you're you're presenting that everywhere in every way that you can and in in the way whenever you're posting online or showing up at a convention or you know buying exhibit space or buying an ad or presenting in a meeting you're representing your brand and so figure out what really matters to you and make sure you're communicating that consistently I mean I think you can do that visually and verbally and uh, and also in your products and so I I really think that's important. Just that consistency and knowing, uh, knowing what your brand is, which is I think the hardest part. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Matt, I don't know if we can, if if your audio will hold out. But do you have like the the same question essentially? Like one thing that they can do like today, to start building that brand, and stuff like that.
3: Um. I think the biggest thing you can do right now today that is not super hard is two levels at which you can do it. One is you actually have a little bit of money in the bank. You need to book your trip to whatever relatively large convention is close to you, and you need to post in the Facebook industry group that you are looking to volunteer, and if anybody's looking for ex-show volunteers, you're happy to do it. Um, And if you don't have the money to do that, then you need to figure out a fucking budget to save the money to do that
1: So get to shows, like, figure out and get to shows,
0: yeah. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. We clearly have amazing supporters. Somehow there are people watching this live. Still. (laughs) Still, with so many technical difficulties. You are saints. You are, uh, I... I am so furious right now. It's our so guests funny. are also uh, saints for sticking our, through this. Our guests are incredible. We're going to get them on again another time. Sorry, uh, so, Because Sorry. They, they are amazing. They have these great wealth of knowledge and experiences, and they're articulate, and I, I love them personally. And so we're going to have them on another time. I thank you so much, uh, everyone, for watching. And uh, just, yeah, thank you. Keep making great games, and we look forward to uh, playing your game soon.
1: Yeah. Also, yeah. go find Amber and Matt on their various yeah. social find media. Find
0: them on social media. Support them. Ask them questions. They're really nice. They'll answer you. Yes. Ciao. Uh, so. All
1: right. Bye, guys. Fake out music. <laughs>